Hi, welcome everybody to the 10th episode of That Some Crazy Shit with Kelly and James. I am Kelly and my co-host is James. How you doing, brother? What's up, Camo? Hanging in there? Hanging in there. Uh, recently, I had to have a procedure done that required an IV. Yeah. And I wanted to shout out to Katie, who did my IV, because a lot of times these people, like, do the jab and hunt and poke. She, like, was smooth. She's, she got the vein the first time. Right on. Thank you. So Katie was the one with the happy juice. She was the one with the IV. She didn't bring the happy juice, but she was the one with the IV. She was the one that, that allowed... She She's the one that hooked, hooked up the gateway. It. She hooked yeah. up the gateway to the happy juice. So, yeah. yeah. Way to go, Katie. Well, uh, I'm glad you are... Your procedure, I'm glad, was successful. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. So, thank you. Um, and then we have a guest with us today. Uh, I had somebody had mentioned that we should have listeners as guests and, you know, we're, I'm all for it. So if a listener has like a, a, a crazy shit topic that they want to bring and they want to come on the podcast and, and talk about it. Yeah, let's do it. So today we have Chen Archuleta. She is going to bring us people who have made deals with the devil. Uh, she is a longtime listener. And I mean, like all nine episode listener. She's listened to every single one from the I, start, from the beginning. Yeah, and so right she is she is going to come on and do deals with the devil. Uh, Chin, say hi so people know that you're a real person and it's not me and James doing a voice. Hello. See, that's Chin. And so uh, we'll get to Chin will be joining us on the second half, but she'll be around for the first half as well. Um, so as always. You know, we do this podcast because me and James like to hash out crazy shit. So we thought we would put a podcast together. We appreciate you listening to us. I know that there are many, 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 many podcasts you can listen to. And we are honored that you've taken the hour to spend with us. So thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Thank you. James, as always, tell everybody why or I guess the the why, the objective, the mission statement, why we do the podcast. Okay, the objective of our podcast is to talk about these uh, subjects that just aren't your mainstream type of subjects, the paranormal, the metaphysical, um, you know, because and the crazy time, and the crazy yeah, shit, the crazy shit, because you have to admit, you know, if you were if you were at work and you told someone one, oh, you know, I got abducted by aliens last night, they'd be like, oh, well, it was nice working with you. <laughs> so, you know, there is the door. Yeah, and so, you know, we want to talk about these subjects and and let people know when we say that's some crazy shit, we're not saying that you're crazy, that you're insane. We're not saying, you know, it's just that these things are happening and they're so unbelievable, and yet people still won't accept them. They still don't believe they're happening. And that's crazy. crazy shit. Crazy shit. And, you know, crazy shit is just not paranormal. No. You know, crazy shit can be just everyday shit too so you know we'll 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 mix it up we'll have the the paranormal weird crazy shit and then we'll have the everyday everyday crazy shit as well um as always we are not experts we we never claim to be um we like to bring you some theory some written information a guest along with our ever so valuable opinion 
um, and we want to interact with you. And so you can connect with us on social media. You can email us at that's some crazy shit podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at that's some crazy shit. We're on Instagram at that's underscore some crazy shit. We're on Facebook, K and J's crazy shit. And we are on YouTube. That's some crazy shit. You can like us, tag us, whatever you do on social media that is good like sharing us with a friend or liking us do that if it's bad we we don't we don't want that we don't want that do we no we don't want that and and you know real quickly thanks for putting all that out there because we want to have people we want to be a platform for these people that have these experiences you know we want to have a place where they can come and be comfortable and not think they're going to get ridiculed you know if you have a story that you want to share Hit us up on one of those. Let yeah. us know your experience. Yeah, great. And, you know, email's a great way to do it. Like I said, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, email. You can get at us. Um, and I know that earlier, like a couple episodes ago, ago, at the beginning of the month, we had talked about having a guest for every single weekend of the month. And that shit did not work out, James. Shit happened. 2020, man. I crashed in. So we had to pivot and change our plans. And we are flexible. However, um, we do have a guest next week. Chris Shiflet is coming on. Chris has studied Chinese medicine and acupuncture. And so he will be on next week to talk about why acupuncture is some crazy shit. And it is some crazy shit. If yeah, you've I'm never excited. tried it, if you've never tried it and you're thinking about it or you think, oh, that shit doesn't work, I am telling you, acupuncture works. Chris is going to come on and he's going to tell us all about it. I'm excited. I'm excited. Me too. All right. So with no further ado, we are going to get it right into it. Chin and James, let's talk superstitions. Whenever you're ready, dude. Oh, I was was pausing. You pay some bills. Sorry. So we don't pay the bills here. We pay the bills later in the show. So you're good. You're good. So when I was going through these, uh, we talked about how superstitions are in society and pop culture and things like this. And so I thought I'd look at the superstitions in sports. Now, you know, people, anyone who's played organized, well, anyone who's played sports, they're superstitious about certain things. You know, you've got your lucky pair of socks. You, you don't want to eat anything other than uh of taco before the big game you know everyone has superstitions so when i was going through these i was amazed by some of the, the ones that are kind of off at the smile on this one i found that les miles who was the coach of lsu from 2005 to 2016 he has a superstition where he will go out on the field of play and he will pick some grass up and he eats the grass 
wherever they play. Yeah, wherever they play. I mean, I, I'm, and it, a lot of the fields now are synthetic, you know. But so how do like, you do that? How do you eat? Yeah, synthetic I mean, I, I don't know if the change now or what. But uh, his philosophy was, you know, it, that it kept him humble, and it put him in contact and in touch with the game, so he had a better feel for the game. Okay, now this dude was the coach. Yeah, he was a coach, and I'm not sure. I think they they won a national title at, during that time during his span. So, what, did, you, know, you know, did he say like what started that that superstition? Like, you know, you just don't randomly decide one day that you're going to go eat grass to win a game, unless no, of no, course. And, and, and I'm sure you know it didn't say in the research that I pulled up. It didn't say how it started. But, you know, it, it could be just something, you know, I mean, some people like to chew on that long stalk of grass. You know, I remember when I was a kid, you chew on it, you know. Maybe one day he was just chewing on it and they won a game, a big game. And he's like, oh, you know, who knows how these things get started? But, yeah, that's a good question. But it did say how it got started. But I thought wow. that was interesting. Huh. He ate the grass. Okay. Yep. And then another one. And I had seen this once before and I was blown away by it when I first saw it. Uh, in hockey, the Detroit Red, Red Wings. I can't say that. Say that twice. Red, Red Wings. wings. Um, when I was watching them, they were in the playoff. They scored a goal, and all of a sudden, all these octo- octopuses, octopi, octopi came onto the rink. And when I first thought, when I first saw that, I was like, "Okay, what? so wait, wait, back up. Were people throwing the octopi out there? Yeah." Yeah, they're like, throwing them on, on, real you know, life, on the real life octopuses. Well, I don't know if they were live, you know, but they real were octopuses. throwing them out. They're probably by the time, you know, you, they couldn't be alive because, you know. But I'm saying that they were real octopuses. Around. Real octopuses. Yeah. So this is, and they actually said how they, this was started. Um, it was during the playoff time. And the legend is in 1952, the Red Wings needed only eight wins at the time to win the Stanley Cup. Okay. So this guy, and his name was, oh, wrong one, sorry. Went too far. Uh, Oh, they didn't say his name. Uh, But after that, they went on to sweep the playoffs and win the Stanley Cup. So that's how that well, what, okay, you lost me. Back up, because I'm a little slow on the uptake. All right. You said they were eight wins away. Then you said a guy. You don't know the guy's name. There was no, no guy. Say. So you don't know how it started. No, this is how it started. They don't know the guy's name. Okay, and I, so I'm sure I could find it if I did, if I looked into it. Help but me, that's how I'm, it got started. Help me. Okay, wait a minute. Help me, because I'm slow. So... Okay, they they were eight wins away from the Stanley Cup. An octopus has how many legs? Okay, that's the connection. Thank you. I didn't know if I missed a part of the story. And I know that probably everybody's saying, God, Kelly, eight wins, octopus, eight legs. I get it, but right. I just wanted right. to make sure. You're all right. You're all right. So they went on to win the Stanley Cup, and then that's how that one started. All right, and then this one I thought was interesting. The Florida Panthers, they came up with a rat trick, which is a play on words for a hat trick. And in hockey, a hat trick is when you score score three goals. So if you score three goals, 
you get a hat trick. I don't know how it got started, Kel. Sorry, I didn't go that deep. But that was the, I knew you were going to ask that and I should have. And so this guy, his name was Scott, I hope I say his name right, Melonby. He killed a rat in the locker room before the game. So then he goes out and scores three goals with the hockey stick that he killed the rat with. So now it's known as a rat trick in the Florida Panthers organization. So whenever they score a goal, fans will throw rubber rats onto the ice. <laughs> okay. These are not real rats. That would be... Well, let's hope not. Let's hope not. You know. That would be a little scary. That would be a little scary. All right, and then so then you go to football, which I thought there's a couple interesting ones. All right, so you think of football as, uh, you know, this is a pretty physical, brutal sport. You know, you've got men who are trying to hurt each other, well, not hurt each other, but they're trying to lay some licks on each other. Okay, so you go to um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They had a defensive end who was six feet, seven inches tall and weighed 350 pounds. Okay, that's a big dude. That's a big dude. So, you know, you're probably not too intimidated by too many people. You know, you're not going to get too fired up, you know. So his his tradition was he would have one of the trainers slap him as hard as he could to help get him fired up for the game. And he would do this every game. Wow. You know, and so that became, that, became, him, that, was that was his thing. That was his superstition. That was his have, thing. Yeah. To have a good game, to get slapped yeah, in order to have hard. a good game. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this. I mean, can you imagine slapping a giant? Um, no. Well, yeah, your hand. That would hurt. That would hurt my. That would hurt my delicate hand. That would. It would hurt my hand. This how you slap a giant, man. I. So, would, that would hurt. I wouldn't so do we it. go from this football player, and now we go to another one who's Brian Erlacher, who football fans will know was a, Hall of, a future Hall of Famer linebacker for the Chicago Bears. Okay, so you would think that this guy to get fired up would want something just, just crazy. Okay, so his pregame, in order for him to have a good game, he had to have two cookies, preferably chocolate chip. I'm with him. Chocolate chip cookies will solve everything. Got a problem? Chocolate chip cookie. Chocolate chip cookie. No money in the bank? Chocolate Chocolate chip chip cookie. cookie. You got it. See, so that's how he got fired up. You know, (laughs) and you know, it makes you wonder if he got pissed off, if you took his cookies away, what kind of game he would have? A horrible game. You never know. You could say, hey, you know what, Brian? They took your cookies, dude. Oh, you're trying to get into his head now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. You know, lost your job? Chocolate chip cookie will solve all that. And in a pinch, if there are no chocolate chip cookies, Snickerdoodle is a great (laughs) stand-in. Cookies will solve all your problems. Remember when you asked why we need a script? <laughs> yeah, this is why. But this cookies, why. Well, he said cookies. You can have a chocolate chip cookie with Kelly. You said cookies. Yeah, so. 
Now, some of these guys, you get some of these other other superstitions where guys will have a good game and then maybe not want to wash their the shirt they're wearing under their uniform. That's okay. nasty. That is nasty. You know, I, I couldn't deal with that one. This guy who was a baseball player played for the San Francisco Giants, and I'm sorry I forgot his name. Um, oh, Steve Klein. He would wear the same hat all season. And usually these guys maybe will trade, you know, trade hats every game or whatever, you know. I, I don't know how often they would do it, but he said as the season progressed and he saw how ragged the hat got, it reminded him, you know, what he had been through. Oh, okay. And so, so it he... kept him focused at the end where it's like, you know what, you know, look at your hat, look where you've been, you know, look where we're at. Just keep focused. You know, we're going to, you got to get through the end of the season. And I thought that was interesting. The same hat. Did he have a the good season? Hat. Do you know? Was he a, a good baseball player? I'm unfamiliar with Steve Klein. Um, you know, I do, I don't really know. Uh, I'm not a really big baseball fan anymore. I, I follow the Cubs, but that's about it. Gotcha. Um, and then this was interesting. Serena Williams, if she were having a good tournament, she would wear the same socks and not wash them. <laughs> Hey, it's funny how superstitions work, huh? Because they are all, I mean, they are like universal through our culture as people, right? There are superstitions all over the world and that's just sports. Yeah. And and so, you, you know, you got baseball, we talked about football, we talked about hockey. And so people, you know, well, that's all of them. Well, NASCAR, I thought had I found a couple of NASCAR, and I have to ask my friend Max Aragon if he uh, knew these. That's um, a superstition in NASCAR that no peanuts in shells be allowed on the race, the racetrack, the race grounds. Really? Why is that? Do you know why? And the legend was that when uh, a driver early in NASCAR had a, a horrific crash uh he died in a fire in fact and then when they uh finally were able to put out the fire there were some shelled peanuts that weren't burnt according to legend so that was a bad omen so no peanuts and shells are allowed on on nascar grass I so i th- yeah i thought that was interesting too and another one was there are no $50 bills allowed on the NASCAR grounds. Do you know why? Funny you should ask. Um, a NASCAR race racer, a champion named Joe Weatherby, after he was killed in 1964, um, and this is one of those things, they don't know how much is truth and how much is legend, you know. but this is why you can't have 50s. When he died... There's two fifties found in his shirt pocket, and so that's a bad that's a bad thing. So no fifties no at 50, NASCAR, no, no peanuts in no shells. peanuts and shells. Yeah, and then uh, we jump back to baseball, where a player who played in Chicago for the White Sox uh, in the fifties he was having a a bad streak. And oh, excuse me, his name was Manny Minoso. 
And, you know, a lot of baseball fans will know him as, you know, old-time player. But he was having a bad streak, and he decided to get the, you know, the funk, and bad vibes, bad juju, whatever, out of the uniform. He showered in his uniform before the game. All right? So his teammates are like, you know, what's going on, dude? That's some crazy shit. And he's like, yeah, you know, I want to get rid of all the bad energy, whatever. He goes out and has a crazy game. And for the rest of the year, the team would shower in their uniforms before the game. <laughs> so he had the entire team yeah. showering in their uniforms before the game. Before the game. <laughs> that is funny. That's funny. That was funny too. But you know what? That, that just goes to show, you know, when you're when you're supporting a teammate, you know, even if you don't believe it, you might, you know, buy into it just like you, you know, you don't want to be the only one on your team who doesn't do it. True. Because then if the team was to have a terrible game, they would blame you yeah. for hey, that juju, right? Shower, you're, you're the only one who didn't take the shower yeah. and now we lost. It's your fault. You're the dude with the bad juju. You got to yeah. go. Right. Interesting. Interesting. So, I thought that was interesting. Any more on sports superstitions? Uh, one, well, there's one one that runs. There's a bunch of hitters who would sleep with their bat. Um, there's a basketball player, one Jason Terry. Before every game, he would sleep in his opponent's uniform shorts. How did he get the shorts, James? Well, he would have a trainer get them somehow. Like a player's shorts? Uh, I'm not sure if it was a player short or maybe – who knows if they are even really you know, team uniform. They might have just bought them. I don't know. It didn't specify. Oh, and then but it was – maybe it had like that team's logo on it or something. Right. You know, so, gotcha. And okay. then the last one I knew of was Michael Jordan. After he got into the NBA, he would wear his North Carolina Tar Heels uniform shorts under his bull shorts huh. before every game. I did not. You can go on and on, man. They're crazy. You know, um, a couple of superstitions from around the world that I'll tell you about that I thought was interesting um, because everything that you talked about was sports related, kind of like American, right? So I've got some superstitions from around the world. So the one I found was interesting in Zimbabwe. Um, If you are kidnapped by a mermaid, and yes, they do believe in mermaids. And your family sheds even one tear for you, the mermaid will never return you to the family. Oh, you're fucked. <laughs> you gotta hope your so family's mermaid, a bunch of cool if the mermaid, hearted, if the mermaid, people, mermaid, If the mermaid takes you away, you cannot cry because you are not coming back. That's a that's a superstition. Um in Mexico, um they say that if you put two mirrors in front of one another that you have opened up a threshold for the devil. And you know what? I could see that one. Okay. Because we've talked about mirrors before. Being yeah, we've talked about mirrors. Um, in the Philippines, you don't go home after, you don't go straight home after a wake, right? Like not, not a funeral, but a wake. Um, instead, it's you must make a pit stop somewhere to shake off any bad spirits that may have followed you. And that could be like a Starbucks. Yeah, take them to Starbucks. Or take them to McDonald's. I know. Take, take the bad spirits to McDonald's. 
and and um, then also you need to change your clothes before you enter the house. And that is so that the bad spirits don't follow you into the house. So that's in the Philippines. India has a lot. So here's one. Um, if you like to leave the house before being swept. So, yeah, you know, you'll never have a successful day. So sweep before you leave the house. Okay. Um, if you move after a black cat crosses your path, you'll have a bad accident. You'll have a bad accident. But you know how you uh, undo it? How you undo it? You take 13 steps backwards. I didn't read that, but okay. What if you can't take 13 steps backwards? Then you're screwed. Okay. So, speaking of 13, if you are born on the 13th day, then you're going to be unlucky and uncanny. Do you know anyone Um, who's born on the 13th? Do we? I don't. Who, Chen? Who's born on the 13th, Chen? My nephew and niece. Are they unlucky and uncanny? No, they're my sister's kids that are. Oh yeah, they're not financial advisors or uncanny and a doctor. Yes. Yeah. Um. Here's one. If you cut your nails or shave on Tuesday or Thursday, or wash your hair on Saturday, you will invite bad luck. Oh shit! I only wash my hair on Saturdays. I know. Maybe that's the problem, people. I'm just telling you. Uh. Okay. So broken glass broken artifacts, broken mirror allows the devil's abode into your house. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I knew the mirror one. I didn't know all the other ones. Those are some from around the world. So thought I, what I thought we would do now is I thought we would take a break, pay some bills, come back. I can tell you like the uh, the the common superstitions and, and not so much that they're common. It's like, where did they come from? Because I'll ask you a question. Do you ever find yourself knocking on wood? Yeah. Do you know why you knock on wood? Because it has something with keeping the demons in the tree or something. Okay, well, we'll get into that. When we get back, I'll tell you why it's so common and knocking on wood is such a popular superstition. So we're going to take a break right here. We're going to pay some bills and then we'll be back. All right, so we are back, and we I'm going to tell you some superstitions that are very, very, very common. So the first one, knocking on wood. You know, everybody's probably knocked on wood. And actually, believe it or not, this is a widely known superstition from medieval times when European churchgoers would touch wood. Um, the churches had claimed was from the cross. Huh? And so touching wood supposedly gave you a connection to divinity that's good luck. So that's when you say, I'm going to knock on wood. That's where that came from. Why did you do it three times? It didn't say three. Maybe because three oh. is just that number, but it didn't say three. Right? Um, another one is um, the evil eye. Right? So, and we, I talked about the evil eye as a curse, right? So, to guard against the evil eye, um, people get charms, like I said, that resemble eyes themselves. It's very common in Greece, Egypt, Iran, Morocco, Afghanistan. The evil eye is a very common superstition. Now, is um, that like the eye of Horus? 
I don't know who's... Well, no, I don't know. Remember, we talked about curses, and the evil eye is more of a curse slash superstition. Yeah, but right? does it look like the eye for it? I don't know. I don't know, James. Uh, Friday the 13th. We just had that happen, but in oh, Spain... Oh, that's to do with the cruci- or the... Uh, oh, shit, now I forgot. In Spain, it's not Friday the 13th. It's Tuesday the 13th. In Spain and Spanish-speaking country, it's Tuesday the 13th because um, it says it comes from the Roman god of war, Mars, um, for forever tying to the day of violence, death, and bloodshed. So Tuesday the 14th is not good. Um, in the Fourth Crusade, it was supposedly said that uh, Con- Constantinople fell on Tuesday the 13th. Yeah, whatever. Thank you. And uh, then the Turks supposedly came the city on Tuesday the 13th, 200 years later. Tuesday the 13th, not a good day. Whistling. Do you like to whistle indoors? When I work. So guess what? It is ill-advised in Russia and Norwegian. You do not whistle indoors. It leads to financial problems in Russia. And in Norway, if you whistle at the sun, it causes rain. Oh, really? That's what they say. Uh, does anybody ever told you not to toast with water? No. You've never heard that it's bad luck to toast with water? Who like if you're doing a toast. Water? Yeah, like if you're doing like a toast, like everybody that's toast. use water. I'm toasting. I'm up. A- alcohol okay but it's bad luck to toast with water and i'll tell you why if you want to wish death upon someone you toast them with water and that's according to the german superstition um that tale is derived from a greek myth where spirits of the dead would drink the water from the river is it let they let they the goddess the goddess and river of forgetfulness would cause the spirit to forget its earthly past before it passed into the underworld. So you do not toast with water. It is bad luck. And last one, and then we'll go into uh, um, people who have made uh, deals with the devil. Because I had found a bunch of them. But the one I thought was um, interesting enough was, because we had talked about this before, was um, Argentinian werewolves. Okay, so there's a there's a superstition in Argentina that claims seventh the seventh sons will will turn into werewolves unless the president of the country adopts them. The superstition was reportedly brought to Argentina. (laughs) That's crazy. Yes, the superstition was reportedly brought to Argentina in 1907 by two Russian immigrants where. Where the customs were held, where the customs held that the czar became the godfather to the seventh sons, right? So uh, Kirchner, who was Argentina's president from 2007 to 2015, was said to have adopted a boy as her grandson because of the centuries-old superstition. So she actually adopted this seventh son because of this superstition. Otherwise. It's werewolf time. Right on. All right. So that is I all the. Yes. I have a So I, when I spill salt, I throw it over my shoulder. Why do I do that? I don't do even I, know why. You know what? I didn't even look at. I didn't see anything on salt. That was not now one of the ones that I found. The Romans. 
I don't know why, but I've always been told if you lot, yeah, you, you have to throw over your left salt, you have to. Yeah. You spill salt, right? You throw it over your shoulder, right? Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, I used to work with a girl who wouldn't work on the Friday the Thirteenth. She, she she took that day off. She did not. It scared her. She believed it. And it's funny because they say superstitions are have no real basis, right? They're just what people Power believe. belief, man. Power you know, it's like, belief. It's like another one that was common was walking under a ladder is a superstition. Well, that that's actually, just common. Those were Bugs Bunny. Common sense. Yeah, don't walk under a ladder. Shit's going to fall on you. Just or you're going to make the guy on the ladder fall. Just then the piano you. drops on your head. Yeah, no the shit. But you're also okay in a Bugs Bunny Bugs cartoon, Bunny. too. Yeah, you're good. If you're Wiley. If you're Wiley, you're okay. Brush it off. All right, Chin. So let's hear it. Let's hear about people <clears throat> who have made deals with the devil. Okay. So, first of all, I got into this because I don't know if you know this. I am obsessed with the Almond Brothers, especially Dwayne Almond. He was, I was six when I he died, but I know he was my soulmate. Ow. Yeah. Greg Allman does it to her, man. The Wayne Allman. The Wayne. It was the Wayne. The Oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> so the Allman brothers were into the blues, and my cousin's in a band that sings blues. So there's a big superstition about this guy named Robert Johnson. That's why I thought about this, says Robert Johnson. So uh, Robert Johnson was, he's called, known as the father of the Delta Blues. And uh, he was born in 1911 to a poor family in Mississippi. And the story goes that when he was 18, he really wanted to play the guitar, but didn't know how. So he disappears. And he's, and he's gone for like a year. And it said that um, he brought the guitar, his guitar to a local crossroads. And, and waited at a junction of the two. And at midnight, a large black man appeared, tuned Johnson's guitar, and showed him a few licks and disappeared into the night. And when Johnson came back to Mississippi, he was the best guitarist in the world. Um, he has a song called The Crossroads, and that's supposed to depict the location in Mississippi where he made the pact with the devil. And Johnson died in 1938 at the age of 27, which is a notorious age for musicians who died young. Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, those guys. So I don't know if that's the 27 club. Yeah, the 27 club, yeah. Okay. The next one is Bob Dylan. I was really surprised at some of these. So Bob Dylan, the song Crossroads, tells you the story of being at a crossroads and... um, in the song, he falls to his knees and pleads to the Lord to help save his soul. And you think he's referring to God, but in the last line, and you've heard Eric Clapton did a, re, a thing of this, a remake of this song too. It says, "And I stand at the crossroads. I believe I'm sinking down." Most people believe that Dylan is referring to the same place that Robert Johnson went to to sell his soul. And during an interview one time, Dylan refers to being refers to this bargain that he references in his song and as he said it goes it goes back to that destiny thing and I made a bargain with it a long time ago this is what this interview said um, and I'm holding up my hand and so the interviewer asks what bargain and with who and Dylan says to get to where I am now 
and you and you know with the chief commander on this earth and in the world we cannot see so then do you want me to just keep going okay. yeah keep going Alistair- so, wait, so Bob Dylan and Bob Dylan still you guys are going to kill me for this because I really don't know he's still alive right yes he is is he still making music no but he's like so famous that right right I know who he is I'm just saying I don't know if he still makes music or not interesting I know he was a huge influence on my my late husband Dwayne (laughs) (laughs) and I know that Bob Dylan could not sing either right no so how did he make all that money with that easily voice yeah (laughs) okay okay a lot of people like him though yeah they do I'm yeah whatever so the next person I found, he's he really didn't really sell his soul, but his name was Ale- Alistair Crowley. Oh, and we talked about him. We talked about him last week. Uh, did you? So he's the English uh, occultist. So you already know about him, but um, he started the uh, religion, the, how do you say it? The, Thelemina, Thelemia. Um, and basically their soul rule is, it's called, it's T-H-E-L-E-M-A is do what that will as in do whatever you want with your own life he encouraged people to do yoga meditate and focus their goals and intentions while having sex so yeah, we, yeah about, we talked yeah, about that okay so <laughs> he did a lot of they did a lot of rituals yeah with sex trying mm-hmm. to conjure up the devil yeah so like what yeah the devil but the in like the da vinci code you know or they have all the sex rights too anyway okay so this led, the reason I mentioned Aleister Crowley is because Jimmy Page, the guitarist of Led Zeppelin, is very interested in Aleister Crowley and his occult teachings. In fact, he was such a big fan that he bought Crowley's former home in Loch Ness, Scotland. And this led to a lot of people to believing that Page must have sold the soul to the devil. And people began to spread rumors that if Jimmy Page was Satanist, then the entire band of Led Zeppelin was too. Um, this started the myth that if you play Stairway to Heaven backwards, you will hear de- de- not demonic voices speaking. I I heard that when we were kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's ever tried that. I did, but I didn't understand how to turn the record up <laughs> to make it go backwards. So, you know, and for those that you don't know, back in the day, we had record players. And we would get these big, long, big, giant discs made out of vinyl called records. And we would put them on a machine and they would spin around and we'd put like this little needle on it and sound would come out. Just put let me know. Record. Yeah, that's that's how we did it back in the day. <laughs> Just if you didn't know what a record was, that's what we're talking about. So I think most people might. <laughs> they have parents, you know. <laughs> Okay, here's the last one was Johann George Faust. Um, legend is that Dr. Faust was an alchemist and astronomer who lived in Germany in the early 1500s. He wanted to be the smartest man in the whole world and um, enjoy many earthly pleasures as he could while he was alive. And it said he made a deal with a demon called Mephist. Mephistopheles, Mephistopheles, I think. 
the story is that in the pursuit of forbidden knowledge, he traveled up to a crossroads, because that's always in there, in a Germanic forest and summoned the devil from inside a protective circle. He performed an unholy ritual, and before long, lightning appeared in the sky, and the entire forest would lay to waste. And then according to records about Faust, he sodomized some of his male students and was generally abusive towards everyone. And as a professor, he thought, I am better than all of you and was kind of a dick to everybody. And the local priest believed that he was in cahoots with the devil and that his pet dog was actually a demon who could transform in and out of canine form and into human man servant. So his, so his dog was a shapeshifter. Yep. Interesting. So there was a lot on this. Skinwalkers. The what? Yeah, there you go. Skinwalkers. You know, there's a, a thing on Netflix about the Skinwalker Ranch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you watch I, it? I did. I did. It's. We're actually going to do Skinwalkers next season um, because it's just really interesting. We've we've touched on Skinwalker <laughs> Ranch, but we haven't really dived into it yet. It was weird, but. Anyway, so to sum up all that, there was just a whole bunch of crap on this. Uh, People made a a deal with devil, mostly they're musicians, artists. Um, But I did see a site that said Jay-Z and Katy Perry also had made deals with the devil. Really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. You know, I did quickly look up, Chen, while you were talking about that, about the superstition about salt. Uh Right? So do you want to know why? Uh, it comes from okay. The widespread superstition that spilling salt brings bad luck is believed to have originated from the overturned salt cellar in front of Ju- Judas at the Last Supper. Oh. So that is why, if you spill salt, you know that is where it came from, and that is in uh, Da Vinci's picture, The Last Supper. Judas has salts, I guess, spilt in front of him. And that's why, because I I quickly went to the internet and looked it up. So I thought that Everything was kind of true on the internet. Everything pretty much is true on the internet. But I thought that was kind of interesting because we don't even know why we do it, right? A lot of superstitions, we don't know why we do them. And, you know, lastly, I didn't even bother to find out why Friday the 13th was a superstition. Does anybody know why Friday the 13th is a super superstition? I thought that's when I can't. I can the Templars. Templars. That's when the Templars were rounded up and all that stuff. Wow! Did you guys just hear that? Yeah, that was that was freaky. What was it? My bad. Oh, was that you, James? That, that okay, like so a race car. It did sound like a race car. Was it a race car? What are you doing, James? I'm trying to fix my earphones. Is it too loud for you guys, my microphone? No, you sound good. You sound actually really good. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting about Friday the 13th. So, guess what, you guys? We still have enough time for random bullshit. you guys so random bullshit and i almost forgot you know every single episode james we have shouted out chef bella chef bella was nice enough to give prizes to a couple of our um listeners in the past and so i just want to shout her out again uh 
Today's episode on superstitions and deals with the devil was brought to you by Chef Bella B, uh, offering personal chef services and spices and sauces on our website. You can get to her at www.chefbellabkitchen. That's her website. Or she is on Instagram at Chef Bella B. Also, uh, real quickly, Kelly, I made corned beef hash using her potato seasoning. It came it was out good. Really good. It was good. Yeah, her her seasonings are really good. And then, uh, you know, Deals with the Devil was brought to you by Brightheaded Publishing. Uh, Brightheaded Publishing, uh, they are a small publishing company with dreams of helping those people who want to be published become published. They're actually starting their own podcast on 11-15. It is a patio book podcast. They will be reading books of new authors, all genres. And so that will be really interesting. We'll be sure to shout them out and and provide the links on our Instagram and Facebook when we get those. So we are moving in to random bullshit. So you guys, you know, I I have a, you know, through the week as the week goes, I always come up with some questions that just come into my head, and sometimes we'll hash them out. And I tend to ask a lot of questions, and so we've made the this part, the last part of the show, random bullshit. So my question to you is: Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. Hot dog is a hot dog. But is it a is sandwich? Is a thumb a finger? Say it again. Is a thumb a finger? Ah. So, uh, that's, is a fun, thumb a It's a digit, isn't it? Is I mean. So, is a hot dog a sandwich? So, wouldn't it be part of. The, never mind. Well, I mean, no, you're fine. I thought the definition was a piece, piece of meat between two pieces of bread. Would, would a bun be considered two pieces because it has a hinge? Yeah, a bun is two pieces of bread. Yep. So I don't know. I just thought that was is a hot dog a sandwich. But here's here's something I read that made me laugh, and, and I was trying to I was trying to get Chen to humor me, but she wasn't really into it. So I'll ask you, James, and Chen, you can chime in too. How many chickens do you think it would take to kill an elephant? And chins, pick them to death. Well, how else do chickens? Kill? I don't know the well, you know, My thing is, if you were to freeze the chicken and shoot it out some kind of air cannon, <laughs> you'd probably kill an elephant. Okay, wait. One. <laughs> One. <laughs> One well positioned. Right between the eyes. Right yeah. between the eyes. Right between the eyes, baby. <laughs> well, I didn't say if the chicken had to be alive or dead. No, so. <laughs> That's good, James. Okay. Um, last one, you guys, because James just killed my whole chicken thing. <laughs> I had ninja chickens and everything, but you killed it. You killed the whole thing. All right. So if you were wrongfully put in an assail asylum, how would you convince them that you're actually sane without, without, uh, and not just pretending to be sane? 
I would hope one of you guys would vouch for nope. me. Nope, that's not happening. Well then, I'm stuck. Because we're all we're all in the insane asylum. Well, we can't vouch for one another. Aren't they supposed to be medically trained to know the difference? You guys are. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God, version of the frozen I'm chicken. Right there. You guys have just killed all my bullshit <laughs> questions with these jacked up answers. <laughs> Flying chickens and medical professionals. Damn, right between the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what it was supposed yeah. to go. Man, you guys suck. All right, you guys. That is all the time we have. We have done it again. We have put number episode number 10 in the books. Yay. Next week, we are having Chris come on to talk about acupuncture. He'll be our guest for the full hour. Um, as always, thank you for listening to That's Some Crazy Shit. I am Kelly. And I'm Baez. James Baez. Keep an open mind. Shin? Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this. It was fun. All right. Until next time. Ciao. Adios. Adios.